From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides in. And the dogs have won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show, Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Our guest today, Brian Bosarge, who covers the NFL Draft for DeepFriedDraft.com. J.D. Byers had the first question for Brian Bosarge. Brian, first of all, uh, you had your first mock or a mock draft that came out came out on the third, and I don't want to give every bit of it, of it away because I'd rather have people go to your website because it's worthwhile. Uh, DeepFriedDraft.com or follow Brian Bosarge and his efforts and what he does is great work at Deep Fried Draft uh, on social media. Again, that's at Deep Fried Draft. But I do want to point out, you have Devontae Smith being teammates with Jalen Hurts with the Philadelphia Eagles as the sixth pick. I like it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Philadelphia had a bunch of uh, no-name wide receivers for the bulk of the year last year due to injuries and the like. They drafted Jalen Rager in the first round last year, but he was injured most of the season. They're probably going to move on from Alshon Jeffrey. They have Greg Ward from Houston who was undrafted. So, I mean, I feel like they could add – add some weapons for Jalen Hurts in that situation. They're likely to get some maybe an additional first-round pick if the rumors are true concerning Carson Wentz. So uh, I felt like that was the right move for Philadelphia. Hey, Brian, it's Chris Stewart. And look, you know, I follow Alabama, and I'm probably in the, the boat of a lot of people that are Alabama fans. I give a casual look to the NFL, but I'm more of a college guy. So walk me through as somebody who does study this infinitely more than I do where nobody really questions Trevor Lawrence at number one, but you got Justin Fields at number two to the jets and Jamar chase of LSU to number three to the dolphins. Why not? Why does Mac Jones not rate higher on your board than a Justin Fields? And why would Jamar chase be higher than a Devonte Smith or maybe even a Jalen Waddle? All right. So we'll start with Justin Fields and let's, 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 let's look at the super bowl as an example. Patrick Mahomes ran for 500 yards for his life the other night just to try to make what throws he could make. If Mac Jones is in that situation, is Mac Jones capable of even doing what Patrick Mahomes did outside of the pocket? I I don't believe that's the case. The NFL, to me, seems to be going to the range of quarterbacks who can create when the pocket breaks down with their feet, with their legs. And to me, 
the upside of someone like Justin Fields, Zach Wilson from BYU, even to an extent Trey Lance from North Dakota State, who only had one year of college ball, essentially. To me, you you the NFL is going to take the upside of those players over someone like Mac Jones. Not saying Mac Jones won't be a solid NFL quarterback, but I just think if you're shooting for the stars, if you don't have a top quarterback, you've got to try to find one. Brian Bosarge with us from Deep Fried Draft. Uh, also, I found intriguing after looking and seeing the the Super Bowl and, and what hurt Kansas City despite being a great quarterback that you just mentioned, very mobile, Mahomes, and how athletic he is. Uh, Brian, you and I saw a very great class, by no means a comprehensive class, of all the great offensive linemen who could be coming out this year for the draft, but a lot that were in that Reese's Senior Bowl that we broadcast. Uh, Landon Dickerson was there, uh, a couple of uh, great Alabama guys. Is it Does it behoove Kansas City, now that they have a great quarterback and skill positions, to say, okay, now early rounds – it is incumbent on that program to get good offensive linemen because of that uh, protection on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, in Kansas City's case, both of their starting offensive tackles were injured, and but will they recover quick enough to be in, ready for next season? Because Mitchell Schwartz is one of the best right tackles in the NFL. Eric Fisher has been starting at left tackle since he came into the league after playing in a senior bowl, I believe, in 2013. So I – I feel like Kansas City's probably going to be looking for more of that swing tackle as a rookie, which is it, before the game I had them drafting Alex Leatherwood because I thought he could be that guy who could, okay, maybe he doesn't start at tackle as a rookie year but can go out, he can start at guard as a rookie and then kick out to tackle if, you know, we lose Fisher or uh, Swartz again. But uh, this is a tackle class where the, you could see as many as seven – possibly go in that first round uh starts with Penny Sewell from Oregon who is a 19 year old did things to people on film that probably should be illegal in the United States uh Christian Darisol is a guy from Virginia Tech that I, I like a lot uh Rashawn Slater could have played in the senior bowl opted out of this season didn't want to didn't want to go down there for some reason. Uh, I like Dylan Redunds, a guy we did see at the Senior Bowl. Uh, thought he had a good job. And you have Samuel Cosme from Texas, Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. I mean, the numbers go on and on. This is a year if you need an offensive tackle, you're probably going to be able to get one to start with start for you uh, within the first two to three rounds. Brian, Mike, I want to jump in here and ask you about the Titans. Uh, they seem to be settled on offense with Tannehill at quarterback, uh, Big Derrick Henry as their running back. They've got certainly skill uh, positions, uh, wide receivers taken care of. What about the defense, which was really their issue last year? Where do you see the Titans go in the first round? Well, in my last mock draft, I had them getting an interior pass rusher from uh, Pitt, Jalen Twyman, the guy I like probably more than others. But I could see them definitely going into the uh, to, to getting the, uh, an edge rusher, uh, they tried with Clowney. That didn't really work out last year, injuries and the like. Uh, if he was to fall to them at 22, and I think he's way too talented to do so, but Gregory Russo from Miami only had the one year for the Hurricanes, opted out of this season, would have been a redshirt sophomore this year. But his sack production as a redshirt freshman was insane. His length, his speed, he needs to probably develop a few more rush moves uh, other than the ones he has, but I think talent alone i think he's a guy that if he was to fall to the titans in the uh, early 20s would would be an easy slam dunk pick for them talking with brian bosarge deep fried 
is the website. He joined JD on the uh, Reese's Senior Bowl broadcast recently as well. The two other NFL franchises closest uh, in proximity to our state, you talked Falcons, excuse me, you talked Titans, but let's talk Falcons real quick and Saints, both obviously with needs, but where do you see them going with their first round picks? The Falcons to me is a, it could change maybe the context of how the rest of the first round falls because are they are they ready to just completely start the rebuild now? And if that means moving on immediately from Matt Ryan by drafting a quarterback, that remains to be seen. I think they can go any number of other positions, maybe a pass rusher, maybe an offensive lineman of that like. But I think, you know, actually the first round of the draft to me may change on what Atlanta does at four. As far as the Saints go – you, you think they – where where are they at the quarterback position? I, I can't see Taysom Hill being that guy. I just I just haven't seen it, don't see it. Is Are they going to try with Jameis? You think they would have done it last year if they were? I just don't know what their, what their future is at the quarterback position. But I could see the Saints maybe adding another – like a, maybe a speed wide receiver down the field, maybe another linebacker uh, – like a Nick Bolton from Missouri or maybe a Chaz Surratt from North Carolina in that first round area, or they could trade down and just acquire a bunch of picks because the saints are in, if they need anything, they need a lot of uh, cheap talent because their salary cap situation is not great. Brian Bosarge, find him on Twitter at deep fried draft, just like that at deep fried draft. Brian, with it being again, a season, a year where we won't have a combine, um, we know how the importance of the Reese's Senior Bowl uh, increased because of that. It's always important, but especially without the combine. How are teams preparing this year differently than, than in years past? I mean, it's not going to be the same evaluation process they've been used to. It's it's going to be weird because especially for athletic timing, you're going to have basically your numbers that you're going to get, you're totally dependent on teams being honest, college teams being honest, and that's, just not historically has not been the case. Um, so hopefully, you know, pro days will be run smoother than that. But as far as the interview process goes, that's where the senior bowl was the biggest deal to me because every team got to interview every player for at least 15 minutes. That was at the senior bowl. And you're talking 135 plus players that every team got FaceTime with. That's could, could prove to be invaluable as we go forward. Uh, another prevailing thing that, you know, that seems to be talked about a lot in the circles that I, I run in is a lot, maybe some of your teams punting on this year's draft, maybe trying to trade, you know, some of these, especially teams in the late first round area, maybe trying to trade their picks to get 2022 picks because where they'll have, you know, perhaps a better idea of the, you know, those players where this year they're combined with all the troubles we had last season. And then this or in the last off season. And then, this uh, entire season, you know, maybe they'll have a better idea of the, those players, but that's just something to think about as well. Brian Bosarge, uh, earlier Chris Stewart brought up Mac Jones's name, but to bring our listeners up to speed across the state of Alabama in your mock draft, you have him going to the Indianapolis Colts. Yes. Uh, the Colts are in the market for a quarterback. Obviously, Phillip Rivers is now the head coach at St. Michael's Catholic School in Fairhope. So they need a quarterback. It's not Jacoby Brissett. So I feel like if they're not one of the ones that are maybe trading for Carson Wentz or maybe another veteran quarterback that comes on the market, maybe Teddy Bridgewater or something of that nature, then 
you know, they could be in the market for a rookie quarterback like Mac Jones. And I think that would be a good fit for him because they have a great offensive line in place. They have a good running or very good running game in place. They need maybe another weapon at wide receiver, but you know, they have the, their, and their defense is phenomenal. So Mac Jones, you know, could, could succeed early with a team like Indianapolis. As we wrap up our conversation with Brian Bosarge, again, you can follow him at Deep Fried Draft or deepfrieddraft.com. Uh, you just came out with uh, individual stories, breaking them down post-senior bowl. Uh, you're grouping the tackles. You're grouping the guards. You're grouping uh, the tight ends, in fact, all the way down position by position. I want to go back to the uh, Super Bowl. Devin White, I thought, made a case to be the MVP of the game. Uh, definitely the uh, defensive MVP. And then, you know, he had his struggles his last year for eligibility with LSU. Where did you have Devin White when he was coming out of college? Because, man, he looked good for the Bucks Sunday night. Devin White was one of my top players in that draft class. Um, without I, – I don't have – I can't – I'm trying to find it right quickly, but I don't have it in front of me. But I, he was probably a top ten player for me for sure in that draft class and, and assuredly one of the top linebackers. Um in, in that class, he's a phenomenal player. And that's the type of linebacker that NFL teams are going to want to get their hands on guys that can go sideline to sideline guys that can cover the, uh, the tight ends and the running backs downfield. And, um, so Devin white in this year's class, you have guys like that, like a Micah Parsons from Penn state is a guy that, uh, teams will want to, you know, get their hands on. Bravo Sarge. I won't ask you your test on the Wonderlick, but uh, thanks again for joining us today. You do an amazing job. Uh, you know, it, it's a national thing, and there, there's teams across the country. Everybody wants to know, who are we taking? Who are we taking? If you want to know the latest, it's uh, deepfrieddraft.com. Brian Bosard, you have a great rest of the day. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me on. From deepfrieddraft.com, Brian Bosarge, our guest on today's Press Box podcast. To find our daily radio show, just visit pressboxradio.com. Check the affiliates page there to find the station nearest you, the episodes page to hear the show on demand, or simply press the listen button to hear the Press Box anytime, 24-7. On social media, we're Press Box Radio 1. That's Press Box Radio and the number one. And we'd love to hear from you. So shoot us an email anytime at theguys at pressboxradio.com. Simply theguys at pressboxradio.com. Until next time, for my partners Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. Thank you for joining us here inside the Press Box.